Good morning. Good morning. Requested that song and it, uh, it encouraged me. And I didn't realize how it responded to what they were saying, but it uh, gave me a little charge, so now I'm ready. <laughs> right. Good morning to you all, and we are truly blessed to be in the house of the Lord on this day. Uh, it's good to see you all. It's good to be seen by you all. Uh, God has blessed us again, breathing air into our lungs, and giving us the ability to come and worship with fellowship, exhorting with worship, offering up praise to God. Not only do we have the ability, but we have the freedom to come and worship. No one was chasing us, no one was persecuting us on our way here. And just as easily as we made the decision to be here, that's as easily as we got here. So we need to understand that we can't take that for granted because it, it, it's just such a blessing. Uh, you are visiting here with us this morning. Uh, our minister, Brother May, is out. I, uh, Brother Rozier, am doing my best to stand in his absence, so bear with me. Uh, but uh, just a little added incentive, if you are looking to hear from uh, Brother May, uh, that'll give you some incentive to come on back. So uh, again, just truly, truly thankful for the opportunity that I've been given. Uh, just thankful for the encouragement that I continue to receive from you all, my prayers from my family. Mm -hmm. Just thank you so much. Uh, and just, uh, we just truly are blessed. Jerry sang that song as I was listening to him. We are also blessed with just song leaders who are convicted in their prayer. And they, are, they take it very seriously. Again, we are just blessed as a congregation. So this morning, uh, very briefly, I'm going to talk about a, a uniqueness here in this congregation. Well, at least it's unique to me. And it's typically something that I've seen in congregations that are near uh, military bases or, or uh, military towns. And, and the uniqueness that I speak of is just the number of members here that are soldiers, whether active or retired. It, it, it's, it's a surprising amount, actually, to me. Um, also, just the number of families that uh, identify and understand the obligations of being a soldier. We have members here who work directly with veterans, uh, helping them to transition to that next phase in life, and just building that empathy and understanding the sacrifice and the obligation that they've given as soldiers. And again, if we are truly blessed to have that uniqueness, uh, we have a running thing here about Branch Perry because we have members who are on the Army, who are uh, Navy, Marines, Air Force, and notice how I say Army first so everybody knows where I stand. <laughs> Concerns about that. For Veterans Day, we, uh, there was a long list of stuff, members. It was a surprisingly long list of members, and we recognized them, had the ability to be recognized, and recognized, and just offering up them just a tribute of what they've done and the sacrifice that they've given and the obligation that they fulfilled. You know, and just not only them, but their families as well. We, we, you know, we had that blessing, and it really was an honor to be, uh, I guess, remembered in that way. But aside from all those things, there's a commonality that we all share through every branch. And that simple commonality is the fact that we're all soldiers. And we're all soldiers, and we all share the same responsibility and obligation to defend the freedoms of the United States. That's who we are. That's so, regardless of army, if any of those things involved, we still unite under the same banner, which is the banner, the flag of the United States. We unite under that, and we are locked in our defense against the freedoms of this country. That's what we do. And when we are in defense, we're not concerned about who we're serving, who our commanders are. We are all soldiers in that very moment, in times of war, called upon to defense comrades, brothers and sisters in arms. And we understand that that's the job. That's who we are. That's what we do. Now, I mentioned war. And again, unfortunately, sometimes, most of a lot of times, war and being soldiers can be synonymous. But, but let's look to understand what war is. Uh, 
primarily military states, they are usually open and declared armed hostile conflict between states or nations. A state of hostility, conflict, or antagonism. A struggle of competition, <coughs> opposing forces for a particular end. And it can be generally characterized by extreme violence, aggression, destruction, and mortality. And that mortality is just the simple fact that you may be subject to this. As soldiers, we understand that when we go out in battle, when we're fighting in war, that there is a chance that we possibly die. And we understand that's the job. That's what we sign up for. That's what we are. That's the obligation that we're fulfilling. That's what we understand. As soldiers, even when we're in peacetime, we're preparing for war. Uh, we have, at the highest levels, there are master strategists, tacticians, constantly evaluating and analyzing uh, different scenarios, potential outcomes of war. Uh, we understand because at any given moment we can be at odds with another nation. And a lot of times what we do is we go and we occupy different countries. So we are we are subject to that host nation. There may be things that happen that can disrupt that peace within that nation and that can lead to a skirmish that could potentially lead to war. And we understand that. So we emphasize as soldiers readiness and being prepared for war at all times. Even when there is no imminent threat, we understand that there is always a possibility for war soldiers. But imagine this is one. Imagine a soldier who is not prepared for war. Imagine a soldier who hasn't taken his training seriously and doesn't really quite understand fully the obligation and the responsibility of life. If you saw me as a soldier, and every time that you saw me, I was downtrodden. I was so upset. And everything that happened in my life seems to just get me down. How confident would you be in me as a soldier? I'm called upon the war to defend the freedom of the United States. How confident would you be? Not very. Because if I saw that, I'd be like, wait, oh, what? That's all we got. So we got to understand. Also, imagine this, and again, this is highly improbable, but I'm just using this as an example. Uh, imagine a soldier that doesn't even know he's at war. Doesn't even realize he's behind the enemy lines, taking the fire. Doesn't realize that he's constantly, continually being evaluated and analyzed by the enemy. So now let's take that concept. We understand it. Everybody here can understand it. But let's take that same concept and let's apply it spiritually. And understand that it's so spiritually. We have enlisted into God's own through the captain of our salvation, Jesus Christ. Hebrews 2 and 10 says, For it was fitting for him, for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, and bringing many sons to glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. Now we got to understand that Christ died for us. He is leading us. Through his death, his overcoming of death. He is leading us. We're led by us. We're led to victory. He secured it all. <coughs> Just as soldiers, we be loyal and understand that that's who leading us. That's who we follow. And we gotta understand that. We've got to have and to be soldiers. There are two things of a soldier that you gotta have. You gotta be able to follow orders. Well, you gotta be able to do that. Yeah. And you gotta cut down your questions. A lot of times I say that you can't ask a whole lot of questions. You just gotta be obedient. Man. Do as you're told. Man. Execute the mission. That's what we do as soldiers. We understand that. And that same concept, those same two principles I just talked about, as Christians, same concept, no different. When God says do something, we do. We move. We are ready. We are already in a defensive posture, ready to move forward. Again, understanding that we are at war. This is a war for our soul. We need to understand that every day that we wake up and we are just gifted with the breath of life, and we go out, there's something that we're going to have to fight against. And we need to understand that. We have got to be prepared. We've got to be ready. And so now we just have to also understand, as I said earlier, about we all united soldiers under the same banner. We're all united in his body. And again, through our obedience to that gospel of Christ, we raise up that banner of Christ. So now we all look like soldiers. Again, I can't say that I'm a soldier not having the outfit and the 
So how does that work? It doesn't. The same goes with us spiritually. We need to examine ourselves continually, making sure we understand that concept. Amen. And again, Paul told Timothy, 1 Timothy 1.18, This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. So let's, let's not be confused. There is a war that we're fighting. Let's right. not be confused. It's Man. a real thing. We may not be able to see it. We may not be able to feel it at all times. But listen, it's going on. Man. Regardless of if you're paying attention or not, it's not going to stop because we aren't busy, because we aren't paying attention. Again, we've got to understand those things. And again, also, Paul tells Timothy in 2 Timothy 2, 3 and 4, you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Now, that, listen, that's as clear as it can possibly come. As a good soldier of Jesus Christ, no one entangled in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, so that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. Now, me as a soldier, I know that whoever, whoever my commander is, I got to go out and do the mission for the command. Because that's what he said. As soldiers, same concept. We cannot be entangled in the cares of this life. Warren, live, people on my job, how they treat me. Yeah. All those different things that kind of day out there. The kind of week I've had, the month of the year. Who cares about those things? Because if I am solely focused as a soldier on the cross, unwavering, undying in my commitment, then the only thing that I'm going to be concerned about is serving God. Fulfilling the mission. Understanding being laser focused as a soldier. Again, unmoved off the path of crisis. Man. So we've got to understand that, and that requires some diligence. That requires some strength. That requires some perseverance. All those things we've got to do. We've got to strengthen ourselves, and we're strengthened through God and through His Word. Amen. So this morning again, as you oh, we moved on from it, but again, the, uh, the emphasis is being ready for war. But before we go into the text that was read to you here this morning, two quick case studies that I've had, two men in the Bible that I, I enjoy studying because not only were they men of God, but they were also soldiers. Man. David, the great psalmist, the man after God's own heart. Yeah. Uh, he had a tactical practice, secured many victories over his enemies. Uh, he commanded his army and was respected by his men. We can read about David in 1 and 2 Samuel. Inspiring his men. But most importantly, David consulted with God before he went to battle. He was dependent on God. What that did is that allowed David to be led by God in battle. Man. I mean, that's a very important component of being a soldier. We've got to have the ability to be led. Again, yeah. we've got to be obedient. We've yeah. got to follow instructions. Yeah. Very, simple, very simple concept, so you would think. Again, in the same manner, Joshua, another one, was commissioned by God in the book of Joshua, chapter 1. Verses 1 through 10 talks about that commission. Yeah, verse 6 actually gives you some characteristics of a soldier. God told Joshua, be strong and good courage. Yeah. Keep reading. Hey, be obedient to my command. Again, that obedience. As a soldier, we should get the point. We've got to be obedient. We've got to be able to follow instructions. If we are soldiers for God in this war, we need to follow his commands to the teeth. Again, understand that we can't add anything, we can't take anything away, because that's those are our marching orders. That's how we secure the victory. And again, we gotta understand that, that victory has already been secured. Man. It's just a matter of us following and doing what he says do as we so in this Man. Man. So now we get into our text, Ephesians 6, beginning at verse 10. Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Now that be strong, let's mm -hmm. be made strong. Again, be strong in his cause. Because as soldiers, we're empowered by God. Man. That's who strengthens us in this fight. Man. So again, we don't need to worry about it if we're strong enough, because we're not. 
But God gives us that strength to continue to fight because we're his soldiers. We're not, I'm not God's soldier, no, no. I'm God's soldier. And he is, yeah. provides me with the strength yeah. to continue to march forward. And that's it. And also, uh, we need to understand the power of his mind. This uh, the last part of our verse, the power of his mind. Let's understand that power. In Ephesians 1, 19, 20, it says, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe it, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he was raised from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Now that power is the same power that raised, raised Christ from the dead. Man. And also, let's look a little bit further. That same power is the power that created the heavenly earth. Yeah. When you look at all the wonders of the world, the big mountains, all those things, God created those things. Yeah. So understand that same life-giving power is the power that He strengthens us with His soul for His power. Yeah. And we've got to understand we can't take we can't take away that power. We can't limit ourselves because He's giving us limitless power. Understand life-giving power. Yeah. And again, going down, uh, understand that verse eleven says, "Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to to stand against the wiles of the devil." Yeah. Now, that whole armor, listen, that's every piece. Every single piece is required. And we can't we can't take things off. We can't add anything to it. We need to understand that soldiers, they teach us, trust your equipment, trust your equipment. They always tell us that. But not only do we need to trust in God, divine arm, again, that's the divine arm that he gives us, but we need to understand that we need to be commanding and efficient in our use. We need to look like soldiers. We need to look like we trust God. That's how we, that's how we secure, that's how we continue to march forward. Gaining that eternal salvation. Mm -hmm. That's already been secured for us. Again, but as loyal soldiers, we've got to be obedient to that. Understand Man. that there's a Man. commitment, there's an obligation that we say when we said, I do. Man. We went down to the warrior grave, obeyed that gospel. We said, Yes, I will. Amen. We understand. That's what we're saying. We gotta understand as soldiers, we have to have that vigilance, that aggression. We have to have that passion, that conviction. Because understand, Jesus died for us to be saved. <coughs> so we don't have any excuses because again, we all say we're soldiers. We just sang the song. Do we understand what that means? Man. Again, because what we're standing against, we're standing against the wilds of the devil. And I'll give you an example. When we train soldiers for combat, what we do is they're issued all their equipment. So what happens is you have those soldiers have to get used to wearing that equipment. A lot of times they're not used to it. So what happens is it provides some discomfort because what we're doing is we're trying to get your body ready. For combat, we're getting you ready to be able to move and do the things that you need to do as a soldier with that equipment. That's what we're doing. So now what happens sometimes is soldiers, when they're not used to wearing it, so it's, it's uncomfortable to them. So what they do is they start modifying it. Or they take certain pieces off it. They don't feel like it's important. Like, you know, I'm all right. I can stay. No one will know. A lot of times you can actually pull that off. But what we're saying when we do this spiritually is in Proverbs 3, 5, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart lean out on your own understanding. Listen when we take off that piece of that divine armor, when we tell God, you know what, hey, listen, I don't need every piece. And that's, little, that's kind of comfortable to me today. Now I'm just going to use what I need to use. What we're saying is, you know what, I can win this fight against the devil. What we have done is we have underestimated the devil. Because again, we need to realize that's who we're fighting against the wiles of the devil. And he's tricky. Wow, that means there's trickery involved. And when he presents his snare to us, let me explain something to you. Oh, it's not going to be ugly. He's going to put it in a nice little package. And give it to you. And when you open it up and you put your hand inside, you are ensnared now. Now you're in a fight for your life. And you need to understand there's business that needs to be involved to be able to differentiate who we're fighting. That's right. That's right. So again, 
And going down, verse 12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against power, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, and against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Yeah. Now, again, we know who we fight, the devil. And he hates us. <laughs> there is no love for us at all. We need to understand. So we can't go into battle in the spiritual warfare in the lack of days of it. Just saying, you know what, hey, okay. No, no, because he's waiting. He is waiting for you to trust in your own understanding because that is when he will strike you down. Right. You need to understand, but you have, you cannot understand this. Let me communicate this point. Listen, when we, when we get attacked, it does you no good to end that attack and be scrambling trying to find your own. Amen. You need to have it on. You need to already be ready because again, once you are engaged in that fight, he's on you. I don't have time to go pick up pieces here and there that I may not have thought was important because, again, I am trusting completely in the divine armor of God. And I realize I need it. Again, David consulted with God. We are to consult with God before every battle because we need him. Because without him, there is no way. We cannot underestimate the devil who hates us. Again, we need to understand those things. Uh, and, and again, I understand that, that those principles. That, that indicates dominion rule. So let me let me be clear that there is some organization to the chaos that the devil wants to bring by our lives. He had his army too. We need to understand that. We need to understand that. There's some organization to it. He's not out here all haphazard. No, he is very, very precise in what he's doing. He's a master tactician. We have him as well, again, as I said earlier, evaluating the best courses of action to take us down, to bring about an attack that we're unprepared for. That's why we emphasize as soldiers. Not, I'm talking about spiritually. We emphasize being prepared and ready for war. Man. Again, uh, he's the prince of the air, Ephesians 2 and 2, in which you once walked according to the uh, course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit of knowledge, and the son of the soul. At what point do you not come in contact with him? That's how serious it is. Yeah. We need to understand that he is waiting and watching for us to make a mistake. Okay. And so we've got to be busy. There's business in there as soldiers. We've got to be able to follow orders because that's what's going to get us, that's what's going to see us through to secure that eternal salvation. Amen. Now, uh, again, understand as we, as we go into verse 13, Paul was describing soldiers of that day. He would have had the ability to, the ability to in his travels. He came across uh, Greek soldiers, Roman soldiers, Paul was arrested. So Paul could have given first-hand account of how effective that armor was during that time. So he's just giving you an illustration of how important it is to have that as a soldier of God. Verse 13 says, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all the things. There we go again. That whole armor. Again, we hear it again. That lets you know we need every single piece. Every piece is important. That you may be able to withstand in the evil day. That means you can fight. You can resist. And having done all to stand, that means giving everything that you have to continue to stand for righteousness. Standing on the truth. Standing for what you right. Because God says it's right. And we've got to understand it. We've got to have that in us. We've got to develop. We've got to grow that. We have got, we've got to train. And our training comes from the word of God. Being consistent Amen. in the things that we do. We've got to, we got to have that training. Amen. Verse 14 says, Stand therefore, having girded your ways with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Uh, during that time, just to give a quick context, girding meant that sometimes they wore long, torn robes. And when it was time for action, they went out and they would gird up those robes so they had freedom of movement. They had, they had long travels because they weren't tripping up over those robes. So now we got to understand. That when we go out, we are standing firm in the truth when we go out for action. 
as soldiers. That's what we had. We are soldiers. I mean, also, that girdle had the ability to, to hold that armor in place. Some, some of the girls may have put it in place. We've got to stand firm and be consistent in the truth. And what that says to us, and we can look at it in this way, when we say we are soldiers, again, we've got the commands. That means we have got to deal with sound doctrine. Right. We need to understand we need to understand they're going to be people. They believe what they believe. But we've got to go out and be able to stand in the truth, unwavering and undying in our commitment to that truth. Titus chapter 1 and 9 says, Holding fast the faithful word as he has been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and convict those who contradict. Now, we've got to understand what that leads to. That leads to that breastplate of righteousness. Again, yeah. we've got to understand that that's that righteousness of character. Yeah. That's that integrity, that holiness. It says in 1 Peter 15, 1, 15 and 16. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, be holy for I know. That armor, it protected those vital organs. So if there was a defect in that armor, it could mean sudden death. Look at us today as Christians. If there was a defect in our moral character, if we are getting caught up in things of this world, vile language, people in our job, getting involved in those things that we know are contrary to the word of God. Yeah. There's a defect somewhere out here. There's, we have missed something. Yeah. We don't quite understand that. Philippians 2, chapter 2 tells us we, are, we need to be like-minded like Christ because again, he is talking about salvation. He is setting the example. That's who we follow. Man. So we need to understand those things. Yeah. So we can't have that. We can't say, hey, I'm a soldier from God. And have on the wrong uniform, as I said earlier. We need to have a righteous character about us. Yeah. Verse 15. And having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. That shod, that simply means being prepared. That means having a fit. That's what that means. Shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now, Understand how important footwear is for soldiers. Mm -hmm. uh, if you can't move, as a soldier, if you can't move forward, how effective do you think you are? Right. Uh, just to give you a very, very quick history, uh, in the World Wars, trench foot was a big deal. And that was just prolonged exposure to muddy and cold conditions. And what it would do is, after a while, that foot would begin to deteriorate. Now you are out of the fight. You can no longer move. So again, when we go out, we are shotting our feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So we're going out. And that, that indicates we are, we are going out spreading the gospel. Amen. But understand that we're working towards peace. Even though we're at war, we understand that there's going to be people who come in contact with us. We're not concerned about that flesh and that blood. We still have to have a peaceable spirit about us. We got to, because it says in Matthew 5 and 9, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Also, not only that, Galatians 5, beginning in verse 21, 22, those are the of the spirit. We got to understand that's who we are supposed to be. And so now as soldiers, to give you this example of how this gospel of peace works, rules of engagement. We have rules of engagement when we're in combat. And what that forces a soldier to do, it, it forces us to differentiate between enemy and friend. Because what we don't want is we don't want needless casualties. Mm -hmm. Because as soldiers understand that we're, we're in this war working towards peace. You know, we, don't, we don't want to be fighting, but we are fighting towards peace. So now understand that the devil is powerful and there are going to be casualties. And those casualties are those lost souls who are shrouded in darkness. Again, I said he's fine, and he's tricky, and he has all kinds of techniques and tactics. So we need to understand that. Those are those casualties. But we're still to be peaceable to those lost souls. Now, again, let me, let me be very clear. We are still dogging 
in our fight against the devil. That's who we are as soldiers. We still understand that. We can differentiate those lost souls, those casualties, because that peace, what it does is it gives us the ability to discern the devil and his influence. And so that peace works to free those lost souls. And then this is, this is the beauty of it. What we can do now is we become recruits from God's army. Amen. Being saved through our captives. Understand? That's how that peace works. That's what it's for. That's how we have those rules of engagement to discern. But listen, I get it. I know it's you. But listen, I'm trying to be peaceful with this lost soul because that's who I am. That's what I'm supposed Man. to do. That's what God would have me do. Man. Understand it. Verse 16. Above all, taking a shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Above all, that's over everything that shield of faith. Shields during that time were uh, they were lost. Man, uh, oh, my shield. Oh, there we go. My shield was up, y'all. See how large that shield is? Imagine as a soldier how confident you would feel knowing that you have your shield. How confident you would be because you know I'm, I'm going to be under attack. I, I understand that as a soldier. But now with my shield, what it does is it provides, it covers my entire body. I'm lodged behind that shield. That's what I think. Our faith covers is complete. Man. If we got an attack coming from behind, guess what we can do with that shield? We can swing that shield from behind. And we're blocking that attack. On all sides, we have the ability to move that shield and block those projectiles that are coming in. We understand that. And understand that in Hebrews 11 1, that tells us what faith is. And we know that verse 6 says it's impossible to please him without it. So we gotta have that faith. Man. And let me understand this shield. Listen, it does you no good to have a shield dragging it along. Well, you right. have to have the ability that's to right. take that shield, slide your arm in, lift it up, and defend it. And I'll be able to defend it continue to march forward. Again, so understand that when we have a shield, we're not just simply on the defensive. We're still moving forward. Letting the devil know, listen, I know you, I know you, I see you, but I'm still coming. I'm still fighting. Because I'm a soldier for God, and I understand that that power doesn't come from me. That comes from God. And again, that's that life-giving power. Man. And so we need to understand that as soldiers, there needs to be some vigilance there. You know, we, we, we have to understand that those fiery darts, uh, arrows, have the ability to come from all vantage all of them. You want, and again, what they would do is they would take a combustible period, excuse me, combustible material and tar something in life. So now, understand the severity of that. Not only do you have to worry about an arrow lodging into you, fastening to you, but you get, once it combusts, you're on fire. So now you are shot with an arrow and you're burning. Mm -hmm. Understand that that's what the devil is shooting at us. Yeah. Those fiery ducks. And again, he knows where to aim. And that's, that's the thing that we have to understand. He knows exactly where to aim. Man. So again, that faith, that trust in God, that he will, help, he will allow us to be there. That's how we get over those fiery drugs. And, and let's think about that for a second. Uh, if he knows where to shoot, what happens is, now he shoots it from anywhere. Those few stars, they've been fastened down to our temptation. They're fastened to our common side. And now what happens is, we have that flame, that flame of passion, that lust is ignited within us. Now we have the mindset to do wrong, and we are burning us. With our sinful desire. The devil knew where to aim. Again, and not only did that arrow fasten to you, but it's burning you now. So we've got to ever be vigilant and have that shield ready to defend. Again, it does us no good to have a shield to be faithful if we don't really trust. We can say all day, look, I, I believe it, but no, you trust it. Yeah. You trust that in everything that you go through in your life, yeah. every battle, God will see you through. Man. That's what trust is. That's what faith is. That's what that shield does on all sides. And again, not only does that shield have the ability to shield us, but we can shield each other together. Man. 
what they would do with those shields is they would take those shields and they would form a defensive wall. They would have a shield and they would take another one over top. And what they would continue on in that way until they had a defensive front. Imagine us now. We all take our shields, lifted under the banner of Christ United. Understanding we're short soldiers. Imagine that wall of faith that we can be. Imagine if we're all faithful. We gotta understand that's what that shield thing does. It continues to allow us to be defensive in the attacks of the devil. But again, not stopping, still moving forward. And together, how much stronger are we together? Amen. Again, we got to trust in God over Amen. So now going down to verse 17, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That helmet of salvation, we always say Romans 12 and 2, renewing your mind. Understand that we're hopeful. That's that hope. We think about it. We understand that we're hopeful for that eternal salvation. We have a hope of victory. Imagine how much harder we fight if we, excuse me, if we, if we know we're going to win. We have a tendency to endure a little bit longer, to fight a little bit harder because we have that hope, that joy. And understand, we're not just fighting just to fight. We're fighting to win. That's the whole point of us fighting. We're not fighting to lose. No, we are fighting. We're not fighting just for the sake of fight. We are fighting to secure victory because it's already been secured to us. Again, we just have to continue to press on knowing that it's there. Amen. And so that's for the spirit. He moves. 4.12 says, the word of God is living in power and sharp and then two edges to it, piercing you into the vision of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him, to whom he must give account. Now, we can look at that sword. That's an offensive weapon. I'm coming in, I'm penetrating the enemy now. But not only does it penetrate the enemy, but it penetrates us as well. Mm-hmm. What it does is it helps us to examine ourselves as soldiers, to yeah. look at ourselves yeah. and see where our weaknesses are. Yeah. Am I living a lifestyle that is according to the word of God? Mm-hmm. And if I'm not, I need to use this same word of God and show all those weaknesses because I can get back there in the fight. Mm-hmm. Understanding that. But again, in all things that we do as soldiers, we've got to be able to follow the direction, be a leader. Yeah. Understand that trust, that shield of faith, being able to understand that through anything that I go through, any battle, any skirmish, Anything, God will provide a way. God will provide victory for us. Because it's already His Son again. Understand that Jesus, His victory over death, allows us to understand that we can be victorious over ourselves. Understand, we don't have to worry about us. We don't, because when we begin worrying about ourselves, that means we're we're not displaying uh, strong faith. And we understand it because we shouldn't be worried about this again, as we said earlier. As a soldier, I'm not worried about what's going on. I am solely focused on my mission. Mm-hmm. Please Amen. Amen. Verse 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end, with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. In battle, generals, what they would do is they would still ensure that they had a means to communicate. Uh, whether they do a horn, letting them know to march forward, pull back, or and there was a ramp structure. So what they would have the ability to do is send messages from behind to the front, the front to the back. That way there's constant communication on the battlefield. That's so we're looking, we're still making sure we're looking for that guidance. Now also as, as for us, as soldiers of God, that prayer, that keeps us in direct communication with headquarters. Man. God, that's our headquarters. Yeah. Now we may be bogged down in the fight. We may be hungered down, but again, what we're doing is we're still praying to God, still saying, God, I need you. Please yeah. bring in the cavalry. Yeah. Again, we understand that maintains that open line of communication. Yeah. Praying always, being busy, knowing that, listen, I need to be praying. Because it's going to get rough. Understand. Yeah. As a soldier, no soldier goes to a fight knowing 
that it's not going to be rough fight. We understand. So again, that's why it says be, be engaged in the good warfare, be a good soldier, be able to endure. All those words, that's letting you know, listen, you better get ready for that fight. Man. <laughs> Nothing is easy for you, but it will be easy if we trust in God. And that's the whole thing. We've got to get over ourselves and realize that we are not soldiers for ourselves. We're not soldiers in the physical sense. We are not fighting against flesh and blood. We are fighting against the devil. And we need to understand that those, again, the weapons that we'll be using are spiritual. And we can overcome that carnal nature spiritually. But we've got to trust it. We've got to trust it. So now we understand that soldiers, we understand some characteristics, being strong, courageous. We understand that our divine armor has been given by God, and we trust in those things. But understand, no good, if you want to be a good soldier, you, and you want to be effective in war, you need to understand the nature of the enemy. And also, not just the nature of the enemy, but the battle. Uh, we as Christian soldiers, we need to understand that as well and realize that he knows it. Again, the devil knows it, but he's done his research. He has. Uh, John 8.44, Jesus said, you are of your father in the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and does not stand in truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of him. He, those Pharisees, I mean, that's that flesh and blood, but... Jesus said, y'all work for the devil. Yeah. That's what he's focused on. Again, that's flesh and blood. We know that's true. We can't get caught up in people because we got to realize that those people are under the influence of the devil. That's who we're engaging in that warfare. And he called them out. He said, listen, this is what I know who you are. I know who you are. I understand. Yeah, man. I'm looking dead at you. I'm not distracted by those Pharisees. No, I know. Y'all are agents of the devil. Man. The devil is who I'm like. I understand. And we need to understand that 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 emphasis to be vigilant and prepared. First Peter 5 and 8 says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may destroy. Now, a roaring lion, that indicates a couple things. We can use our imagination if you will. Uh, he's angry, mm-hmm. he's hungry, mm-hmm. and now he's at the point where I am getting ready to tell There is no secret about that. Mm-hmm. Right. But let's back up a little bit before he gets to that. What is, what is a lion doing? He's proud. Mm-hmm. He's watching. Uh, he's patient. What he's doing is he's letting you establish your habits. Mm-hmm. He's tracking your movements. Mm-hmm. Waiting for it. So now when we get to that point, that roaring lion went into the bottom. As I made the point earlier. Listen, we can't be scrambling for our armor. We got already have it. Right. You don't understand because he's honest. There is no secret about what's happening. So uh, in Matthew, and again, he's waiting. He's patient. In Matthew 4, Satan waited to attack Jesus uh, when he was at the pinnacle of human weakness. He had been fasting. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus was in the form of man. So he imagined he was hungry. He was tired. Now, think about us when we're tired. Mm-hmm. When we're weary. Yeah. Still sober, but that armor begins to loosen. Mm-hmm. And begin to drag us. That our shields begins to get too heavy. We don't see an imminent threat. So a lot of times what we do is we have a phrase called complacency kills. Mm-hmm. That means you know, we don't see anything coming at us right away, so we're just going to be relaxed. We're not going to be as busy. We're not going to be as aggressive. That's when he's on. So again, that mindset has to always be prepared. We need to keep our head on the swivel, if you will. Making sure we're always watching, prepared to attack, to defend on all sides. Because we can't get caught by surprise. Because there ain't no reason why we should be caught by surprise if we understand our enemy. And we know what he uses. We know how he fights. So again, just continually 
to emphasize the need for vigilance and preparedness. Because also understand that you know, distraction. Distractions are, are, are really easy to, to fall into. Um, but this war is not about age. Don't think that you because you're a certain age, you're perfect yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. We're not concerned about gender, you know, social status, ethnicity, all those things. Those are distractions. Because what the devil wants, he wants casualties. Right. He wants your soul. And that's the battle. That's what we're fighting. We're fighting for our soul. Yeah. We're fighting again. Romans 7 2 it talks about the kind of the battle, the part of the battle. And it is. 723 says, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind, bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. That's indicating that there's a battle within me. Yeah. Like I'm fighting. That yeah. flesh and that spirit. You know, they cannot win. I always say they can't occupy the same place. Somebody's going to win. So we've got to constantly be fighting, understanding that there's a need to draw our strength from God. Be faithful. He will allow us to overcome that wolf in the field. And also, Genesis, chapter 1, verse 13. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. God cannot be tempted by you, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and times. Then when desires conceive, he gives birth to sin, and sin, when it's full grown, brings forth death. Let me give you an example. Uh, in unconventional warfare, what happens is, uh, if there's an area where we engage in combat, and as a soldier, I lose a piece of my equipment. Right? So now what happens is, that in there, Sees that equipment. And what he does is he grabs it and he weaponizes it for himself. So now he is using my own equipment against me. Yeah. So now understand, whatever we have within us, yeah. the devil knows what we've been eating. He knows what we've been feeding ourselves. He knows. He knows. And he can wait for it. But again, remember I said those fiery darts? His precision. He's precise. He knows exactly where to shoot because he knows what's in it. Again, understanding what that does is uh, each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desire and enticed. Now that's that error. It's in us now. And now also understanding that when desire is conceived, that's that flame you all, it gives birth to sin. Sin when it's full grown brings forth death. So again, now we, we understand the need for that shit. Because the devil knows exactly where to aim. And a lot of times that battlefield, we will give him a foothold. Man. We'll give it to him. We'll yeah. give him the open yeah. by not being visible, by not looking into ourselves. He was born for taking that sword and examining ourselves as well. Yeah. Because again, as I said, it's not just for the enemy, it's for us as well. Amen. So now, prepare this. Matthew 6.33 says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things sufficient for the day is its own trouble. As soldiers, and I always laugh about this, because when you think about it, it, it is kind of funny. Uh, they clothe us. They feed us, they pay us, uh, they give us somewhere to live. So we're not worried about those things. The only thing that we need to worry about is being good soldiers, preparing and training for them. If called, that's we don't get caught up in those things. So now we've got to trust that God will provide us for everything. Because if we're solely focused and trusting in Him to provide for us, then we can be vigilant now. We can concentrate on training, staying in the Word, understanding the need to be vigilant, constantly being wary of the devil and his attacks. Being able to identify and differentiate, understand that gospel of peace allows us to differentiate his influence, still being peaceful to those, because we're still out here trying to take uh, those lost souls to God, to his honor, to the captain of our salvation. we got to understand that. That's the obligation that we have. And again, just in combat, and it's, it's, it's going to sound harsh, but this is, it's, it's that preparedness. If we're in combat, and 
I sold you over there. What we're taught is we're taught to help them. But what we're taught to do is we use their equipment first when they go down because we're still fighting. So we've got to maintain ours, but so that's why it's so important for them to be prepared. Man. They have, we have to be prepared because what that does is now, if I don't prepare, I am forcing someone else Amen. in battle to take care of me using their tools to fight. So we've got to understand uh, Galatians. And again, Galatians 6 1 says, Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, our spiritual restore such a man in spirit and gentility, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Now, that concept is I'm trying to make that parallel because you've got to understand. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm fighting. And I want to help you. But drop down to verse 5. For each one should bear his own load. I need to be prepared as well Amen. to help someone help you. Amen. Again, we've got to understand that. You know, we don't we, we, there's a need to be prepared in all things. And as brothers and sisters united in Christ, again, together we're strong. But again, through all things, our faith in God is made, helps us continue to march forward. Because again, like I said, we'll be locked in our defense. And again, if some of us are weaker, as I made the point earlier, if we all have our shield, we're all holding up our shield. Even the ones who aren't as strong as the next one, they're still constant covers. We all believe. We're all united. We're all brothers and sisters in arms. And we can all rely on each other. Man. And that's what it's about. Man. When you say it's about. And what we do now is we form a unified front as soldiers of God. And what we do when we go out, people see us. And people want to join us up. What can I do to sign? Where do I sign up? Because now we are living a lifestyle. We are righteous. We are courageous. We are strong. We are marching forward. Unwavering. And people see those things. And again, that, that's that obligation, obligation to continually glorify the kingdom. Shine that light. Man. I trust and pray that something has been said today that is useful. Uh, and, I, and I challenge you all today that the scriptures that have been given to you investigate. Write the Bible. Dig in. And understand that there's an obligation for you. Come to your own application under the word of God. Man. Trust in that word of God. Man. And we, we've got to understand that Jesus died for us. Veterans mm -hmm. uh, Day. We, we, honor, we honor our veterans on Veterans Day. So let's take that same concept and look at Jesus' death. Every time we come here, of course, we have it right here. This new one, so what we're doing we're honoring this sacrifice. On Veterans Day, what we do is we honor that ultimate sacrifice. It's some day of all, Jesus gave his life for us. Man. So we honor him by the way we live our lives. We honor him by being loyal and faithful soldiers to the cause, united in his cause. So again, we've got to understand that we can't, we, he paid the way for us. He paid that way. He secured the victory for us by giving his life. So we need to follow that path. Man. Setting the example. Man. And we've got to understand those things. So, if you are here today and you have not obeyed the gospel, the gospel of Christ, I want to give you an illustration. Uh, military propaganda, I know it was used heavily during World War, the World Wars. But the, uh, the old poster, Uncle Sam, Uncle Sam had his face on that poster, had a stern face, had his finger pointing to Uncle Sam wants you. And everybody who walked by that poster, it looked as if Uncle Sam was talking directly to me. Directly to me. That's God. God wants all men to be saved. He gave his um, his best for salvation. Man. So we've got to understand that the obligation is there. We have the decision. If you have not obeyed it. And understand that when you obey that God's been saved, you know what? Jesus is the Son. He died. That blood of shit was for the remission of my sins. When you come out of that warrior, you're ready to baptism. 
you are now putting on Christ. You are fitted in Christ's uniform. You are. You have now received that divine armor. Ready to stand. Man. Understand it. Because let me. Nothing is getting to it. The only thing that we have is the moments that we have right now. Man. So don't allow any reservations that you may have to hinder you. Because again, what you're saying to yourself is, you know what? I'm gonna walk out of here. And I'm going to fight the way I've been fighting, but that's the way I've been doing it. Mm -hmm. But you have the opportunity to be here, as we say. Mm -hmm. Because again, what we don't have is an idea of what's going to happen 10 to 15 minutes from now. Mm -hmm. Again, that's right. There's that's nothing right. that's promised to us. No. That's right. And if you are with us, again, you are in this battle and you have become downtrodden. Taking attacks from all sides and you are dealing with something else. Understand that that open line of communication is different. Man. You can constantly Call headquarters and say, God, I need you. I'm dealing with some things. Mm -hmm. I need your strength. Because yeah. we understand that that's where strength comes. Yeah. And again, just because we are members of his body, that does not guarantee anything. Because again, we can walk out those doors as well, 10, 15 minutes from now. Who knows what happened? But yeah. what we do know is that we have an opportunity today. That's right. To get right. Anything that may be hindering our service, our commitment. So again, as we uh, go over those things, I ask that you now stand as we sing the song of invitation. Yeah. Yeah.